behalf of Southwest Airlines and especially this flight crew, we'd love to be the first to welcome you to Punta Cana, but we can't, so welcome to Boardland, yay. Remain seated as we taxi, keep your seatbelts fastened, seatbacks and tray tables in the level of right line position. The carry-on items that you're reaching right now stowed where they're supposed to be, underneath the seat in front of you or inside the overhead bin. Please leave the area around your feet clear until we're parked at the gate and the pilots turn off the fastened seatbelt sign. When the sign is turned off, that'll be your one and only indication that it's safe to grab all of your belongings and take everything off. The plane, please use caution opening those overhead bins that have been moved around and they may fall out. If you're connecting here, the monitors in the terminal will have the information you want. This is the termination of our flight number, so please make sure you have all of your belongings. If you leave anything behind, please make sure it's something valuable. Holiday season's coming up pretty soon. We're looking for gift cards, leather, jewelry, cash. It's been our pleasure serving the majority of you today. We know you've got millions of choices when you fly. Thanks for choosing Southwest. Welcome to Portland. Wait for what? There it is. Hello. I had it some merge until just now. Oh, they were. Oh, I. Oh, I see. Had yeah. With the, uh, with the sneaky robot. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of Earth to Linda. Yeah, please Andy. set the stage. Please set the stage, Linda. All right. So Andy and I are in Portland, Oregon, and uh, he is currently. <laughs> everyone's gonna hate me for calling it Oregon, and he is currently walking to me in real physical space for the first time in the history of the show so we're gonna he's gonna get here and we're gonna suddenly you're gonna hear us both in the same place at the same time and it's gonna be crazy this would be more dramatic if this was the first time we were seeing each other and had not just spent the whole weekend together i feel like like, (laughs) it's like oh it's been a whole two hours since i saw you linda wow this is gonna be quite the reunion yeah like we're taking a break from each other because we had a little too much yeah, you just disappeared. That was uh, that was some world class ghosting you pulled. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you just uh, to... blinked out of existence uh, in between those those conference talks. Well, I had to see my friend, and I'm telling you, man, whenever me and him get together, it's just like the whole world fades away, and we just get in these deep talks. We were just like talking about my mom. I started crying. Whew. It's crazy. Well, you got yeah. you got to do. You do. Yeah. I figured, I figured you need some space. I figured you uh, had a reason to disappear. So. <laughs> That's what, I, I appreciate that you didn't give me shit and that you were like, hey, you can Yeah. I don't like it when people give me shit. Like, we went to lunch today with our good friend, and then I didn't hear that everyone was leaving, and everyone showed up at lunch, and then they gave me shit for showing up late. Like, oh, well, hey, good for you to be here. I was like, I was just sad and lonely walking over here. Like, why did everyone leave me? Okay, so they gave you shit. ample, ample time to join the group as we were leaving. You well, were being, I got excited. You were being excited. very social. And, yeah. uh, and then it was, it, was pretty, it was pretty minor shit you were giving. Not that. It was pretty so minor. I'm just very sensitive today. Uh, I'm playing with a yo-yo right now. Is a yo-yo in your uh, Airbnb? Yeah, there's a, that's one of the perks of this B&B. Yours is the first Airbnb I've ever been in where they were trying to sell you products in the Airbnb. I itself. know. You had the Isn't equivalent of a mini that? bar, but instead of a, like chocolates, it was like, go ahead, take us water bottle, we'll bill you. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll it was like, your card. Yeah, and they even called out. I like that they called out the official title of the paper that uh, goes around the water bottle, which is the belly band. 
It was like if you remove the belly band, you will be charged <laughs> for this. If item. you peek, if you peek under that bottle's <laughs> belly band at its belly, you just bottle like, freak. Then now you I just to gotta know: is there a belly button under here or what? I want to <laughs> see it. How has your XOXO been? I mean, I know how it's been, but tell our people. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a very, uh, it's a very reflective time for me. Yeah. At least. I feel like for many other people. Uh, you mentioned yeah. you were feeling sensitive today. I feel like this is the kind of space and context feeling in which it's open. very easy to be sensitive and vulnerable because that's kind of what the whole thing's about. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I don't know. I um my 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 dominant feelings over the weekend were uh, first just uh, wondering when I became so completely socially inept. Uh, <laughs> first night mm-hmm. walking yep. around alone trying to do anything and just feeling like the most awkward being in existence which you know i never really felt that way growing up or when i was yeah that's like a kind of a new thing for the past you know like five or more like three years i just feel more and more <laughs> like i don't know how to socialize no once i talk to people I'm right fine, but it's that that first contact is near impossible and then uh and then after i talked to the people you know i got over that and i just felt uh just felt very self-conscious that I'm not, like, making any cool shit. Like, everyone here is doing so much cool shit. I know. And I'm just like, ugh, I loathe having to tell you that I just make websites and am another white guy with a podcast because I love hearing the sound of my own voice. Like, it's nothing nothing I feel good about saying to anybody after they tell me their cool project. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel a little bit reinvigorated to make stuff, I think. That's good. Uh, I've had an idea in my head for a while, which is not a viable business idea. It is not a thing that will ever make any money. It's not a thing that will get me any internet praise or accolades, but it's a thing I think should exist. Then I feel like, uh, I feel a little energized to make that thing. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. We'll see. But, um, no, it's definitely very reflective and you know, it's, uh, it's like, I don't travel alone very often, so it's reflective in that way too for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What about you, Linda? Uh, well, it's weird because, like, I was in Atlanta before this, so I was already feeling, like, totally chilled out hanging out with my family. And coming here, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I've just been traveling a lot, and I wasn't really thinking about it, and I was just, like, excited to hang with you. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I've just had, like, it's been really good to see people and overall the feeling I get is that like there are all these people from my past who I think some of us at different times have gone through different levels of hardship, whether it's like job changes or divorce or burnout or whatever. And now that we're all here, like, I don't know, it's just been, everybody seems like they're in a better place. Like everyone this year for some reason seems to be like either like right on the other side of something kind of traumatic or like they realized that some stuff in their life needed to change. And so they just kind of changed it. And it's just been really cool um, to see like all these people that I really care about looking just genuinely like happier and like they're, I don't know, improving or something. Um, So that's been great. It's just felt like a big happy reunion. Um, I haven't been meeting as many new people, I think, as I normally would during a thing like this. Um, and I think that's you, fine. You just know everybody at this point pretty much, it seems. <laughs> There's only so yeah. many people to meet. 
it's, it is weird when like you're surrounded by a group of people you really like and you're kind of like, okay, now I need some of you to go away so that like I can be like, so that this group feels penetrable by new, new people. <laughs> Cause I hate, sure. I hate it when it feels like uh, you're in this yeah environment that's like not welcoming or like scary to somebody who might not know everyone who's in it or something. But like there was like some guy looking at us today. We were standing outside the auditorium and this dude just kept looking at us and laughing. Like I want to be a part of their conversation. And I was trying to figure out like a not creepy way to just be like, hey, do you want to come, come stand here? Probably, probably that would have worked. I think. Yeah, that probably would have been it. If standing on the outskirts of a group and laughing is not creepy, I don't think inviting somebody <laughs> in is creepy. Yeah, you got a good point there. I don't know. Something I mentioned we were leading up to this is like just being in groups like this. Uh, it's like a time where I'm exposed to social politics that I just have. There's none of in my regular life. Like, right. I don't. I don't ever really go to like a big bar where there's a bunch of people that I kind of know and a bunch of people that I don't know. And like, you know, these kind of social dynamics are in play. It's like, I go to, you know, parties with my friends and have people over for dinner. And so like this to me, just is so reminiscent of like school when I was growing up and it's just all new. Yeah. Things where it's like, you have to, I don't know. It just feels, it's a different kind of space to be in, which I don't put myself in very often. I think it's probably healthy to do it. So yeah. So I guess I feel good about that, but Good. Yeah, it's been really good, man. I like I've been I've just been feeling really sensitive and emotional. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I yeah. I'm I'm there with you. It's been it's been a lot. A lot, <laughs> uh, lot to unpack. Yeah, there is. Um and then uh oh my god, can you believe that that was only yesterday that we went to your very first spin class? It feels like a lifetime ago. It does. But, but I know it to be true. So, yes, yesterday was my very first spin class. Hell, yeah. Do you want to tell them about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't it was uh it was kind of what I expected, though it was much more difficult than I anticipated. I was unable to pedal the bicycle at the right rhythm, which is kind of the mm-hmm. whole point of the spin class. So, I felt like yep. I was kind of just riding a stationary bicycle while a bunch of other people did a coordinated thing in which I could not participate in for my lack of Something, uh, yeah. but uh, no, it was, it was cool. I don't know. I, I get why people are into it. I totally understand why it is a uh, a burgeoning health market. Yeah. But yeah, and you and I weren't close together. We got assigned bikes, and so we're across the room from each other. So, it wasn't really like you and I. We did it together technically, but you know, right? Kind of a solitary thing. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, you beat me to the spin studio, but I didn't realize that you were already there. I thought that you were straggling behind, and I was starting to think mm, you Lydia, you should learn. I never straggle behind. <laughs> well, you thought <laughs> I had chicken out? I, I was like, man, is he going to bail on what my spin think class? think of me? Well, only because this happened to me once before. There was this guy I did uh, comedy with in San Francisco, and he came to New York to visit, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to SoulCycle? Like, and I had never been to SoulCycle before, but I thought it would be a funny thing for us to do together. And he was like, that's the stupidest idea. I love it. Let's do it. And so we get there, or I get there, and I'm, like, setting up my bike, and I'm like, I can't wait to, like, laugh at my friend, like, struggling through his first spin class. And then, like, the <laughs> class starts, and he's just not there. So he just, like, didn't show up. And so at the end of class, I walk out, and he's sitting in the, like, lobby of Soul Cycle. He's like, I didn't realize it started, like, right when the time starts, so I was, like, five minutes late. Showed up was gonna be a whole thing. to an exercise class. 
Yeah, and but he like is the kind of person who feels really guilty about stuff like that, and so he ended up like buying like ten classes for his dad, and he's like, yeah, the front people here are really nice. Like he was just sitting there chatting with him the whole time. Um, but anyways, from that experience, I think I was just kind of like, man, another one's gonna bail on me. But you're already in there. You're already making friends. I did not make any friends. Chatting up the locals. I felt in the way. But uh, you uh, can know I never bail and I'm never late. Those two things about me. Wow, those are that's a strong promise. I, I don't. I, mean, I find somebody that I've bailed on. It's very. It's not possible. You can't do it. Really? I mean, I will wow. tell people like if, if something happens. I mean, like obviously if something happens and I can't do something anymore for some reason, I'll like let them know. But right. usually, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm there. Cool. The key, Linda, is just not ever saying you're going to do anything. <laughs> so, right. It's very very it's easy like to not only... bail when you don't make plans. Then, uh, then Only agree to on. plans you actually really, really, really like. Right. And then also, like, yeah. once I committed to something, I just tell myself that I don't have an option. I have to do this thing now because I committed to it. Like, Which was right. actually something my parents, like, definitely taught me growing up. Like, uh, I remember that one of the worst things I could do was, like, quit something. Uh, which oh, yeah? I actually don't think is, like, like, if I had a kid now, I don't think I would raise them in the same way. I feel like I would not force them to finish you know, for example, the the little league soccer season where the team was all cruel to me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't think I'd make them see that through. But uh, for better or worse, that's how I was raised, and that's how I am. I don't bail. That's very sweet of you. I don't know if it's sweet. It's something. But um, yeah. but yeah, just like a spin class, I feel like uh, I feel like I have new insight into the shape of my like mild social anxiety. Because I, I don't mean to like say that some people have real actual social anxiety. So I don't mean to like steal valor or uh right. you know mislabel something. But we everyone gets a little weird in groups and the shape of my particular anxiety in social situations is that I just want to be small and not get in people's way. I'm like very really? very conscious of like not taking up space more than I should, whether it's physical space or social space or emotional space. Uh like everything that makes me uncomfortable is me like you know, taking up some space somewhere. And it was I was very conscious of that this weekend. Like, everything that was bothering me, I was like, oh, this is bothering me because I don't want to be a burden on this person or, you know, insert myself into something. Like, a perfect example is, like, you know, XOXO is, yeah. uh, they've got, like, conference talks in addition to a bunch of video games and tabletop games and all these, like, activities you kind of go around and do. And the idea of me, like, standing in line, waiting to waiting for my turn to play, like, an exciting video game that hasn't come out yet, and then standing mm-hmm. there playing it while other people are in line waiting to play is, like, unimaginable to me. I would feel so uncomfortable standing there and playing a video game while there are other people that wanted to play it. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm being watched, because I'm, like, I'm taking up this space that someone else could occupy. Right. And, uh, yeah. But that's I have, like, what the thing is about. Like, make your space. But I guess you're, like, a white dude, so it's, like, how much more space do you need? Well, right. I mean, I think... The things that bother most people most, the things I don't bother me most, the things I know that uh, I was guilty of in the past, like, and I used to take up a lot of space, and that was kind of my whole MO. Yeah. Uh, so now I feel like I'm always just trying to take up less space. I had, like, a minor, I didn't talk about it, I had, like, a, like a minor meltdown in the grocery store, like, a week and a half ago. What? I, I try, when I go to the grocery store, I try and go very early, so I'm not yeah. in anybody's way, because the grocery store is, like, the prime, like, me with a cart in a grocery store is like hell. It is my really? personal hell. 
Yeah, because I have a whole big fucking cart I'm pushing around, and, like, grocery stores are hard to navigate, and I feel like I'm always in somebody's way constantly, and it is the yeah. worst feeling of dread. And I went to the grocery store last weekend, and I didn't get there quite early enough, and it was packed. And I was Uh-oh. like, I had a lot of stuff to get for, like, parties I was hosting, and I was just, like, on edge, like, white-knuckling it, fight or flight the whole time in the grocery store. Oh, my God. And I, and I had this reflection of, like, I was like, wow, this is not, <laughs> this is not normal and healthy to uh, to not be able to buy groceries without, you know, freaking out. Well, I mean, but, I remember that weekend panic. I used to go to the farmer's market in Atlanta, and it was just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's me here, like, playing game with people. I'm like, I don't want to take anybody else's space in a game. It's me standing in the hallways. I don't want to be blocking anybody's way. It's me sitting in the chairs. I don't want to, like, sit up too straight so someone can't see over my big, fat head. Like, that is a that is the little like voice of anxiety that's constantly talking in my ear in yeah. this space. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. It's just my own personal thing. Other people struggle struggle with other things. Like I don't worry that everyone hates me or worry that you know I don't know. I don't have other worries. That's my worry. But I, I don't yeah. I don't think I've ever been able to like I've had new clarity into it in this particular event because of how constant it's been. That's just yeah. like. That's my demon these days, I think. Yeah. My demon of the week. Demon of the week. And I can see the <gasps> Airbnb. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm coming this over the horizon. Exciting. This is um really exciting radio. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I could give you full credit for this idea. So uh if it's yeah. successful and people love it, then you're uh, you're the next uh you're the next Jad Abumrod, and if this is a flop, then uh, then well, you don't screw up, Linda. I think that my new insecurity is that like people, like I, I kind of joked about it earlier, but that like people really just like your voice, and they don't really care about me. And this I'm just is like, this is not. I've I've been making podcasts for like six years, and basically never has anybody complimented me on my voice ever. Uh, really, this is, this is not something I'm familiar with. No, it's, I've never gotten really positive comments on it. I've gotten a handful of like neutral to negative comments. Uh, yeah. And that one very strange positive comment that I mentioned earlier today, but uh, that's like it. In you know, my friend yeah. is like two hundred and fifty some pod. I walked past your past your house. Oops, I was looking at a different building. Here we go. All right, now you're gonna have to mute yourself. Can you just mute your phone but not hang up? Well, so we can't do a perfectly smooth transition because I do have to pee in your apartment. So. Nope, you have to wait. Are you gonna wait till I walk all the way back? Yeah, mute your phone right now. But don't hang up. Andy, hello. Welcome to my real life. We are hugging. Hello, yes. We are happy to see each other. So natural. Oh, it's such a good hug. So natural. Oh, I miss you. Missed you as well for the past two hours. Past two hours. Come on inside. (laughs) You can pee and I'll just talk to our listeners. Well, we can cut that out also. Well, we can cut it out. Or you can do a really good monologue. I will leave it to you. Go ahead, entertain me. Yeah, exactly. Andy is sliding close the bathroom door. We'll probably edit this part out. But for now, I'll just talk to you about how when Andy was just talking about his grocery store thing, for some reason, uh, I was listening to him. So, Andy, when you listen to this, I was listening to you, I promise. But for some reason, I couldn't stop imagining that instead of pushing a grocery cart uh, through the grocery store, that he was pushing a tiny minivan. 
looked like a minivan that comes about up to his waist, and he just keeps sliding the the side doors open so that he can put like a loaf of bread in and then close it, and it's like it's very dramatically sliding closed. And then <laughs> he keeps touching it, and so of course people are fucking annoyed that he's got this big minivan in there. But I think like if it's just a grocery cart, then who cares? That's what everyone's in there doing. But there's also like a whole uh, what's his face Dave Eggers thing about the grocery store and how like people lose their tempers in grocery stores, and uh, it's very beautiful. It's, uh, I think, part of a commencement speech that he gave to Harvard. Hey, who wrote that big book? Who wrote that big book? Is it Dave Eggers? Is that the guy? No. Who wrote the big book? Yeah, the big one. Come the sit with me. No, not the Bible. Um, uh, fuck, what's it called? The really thick book that, like, college dudes like to read and be like, look at me, I'm so smart. Oh, you're thinking, I know exactly what you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, the one with the guy that writes about tennis all the time. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, what's the book? Um, it's called. Mm, uh, it's, in in the. Um. Uh, it's like on my shelf. Have you read it? I read the first like four chapters, and I was like, "What? What is this? What okay. am I getting myself into?" Why are you talking about this? Curiosity. Uh, you'll find out later when you listen back on this. Okay, cool. Um, I started the voice memo, so we can transfer over to the slightly higher audio quality now, I think. Okay, well, we can keep them go- both going, and then we can just compare later. Sit on the floor with me. Are we going to sit here for a bit? Yeah. I will remember what that book is if I, uh, yeah. if I stop trying it. to remember for, <laughs> uh, for like, 45 seconds. But I need something to suitably distract me. Okay. Um, how do you feel about sleeping in Airbnb beds now that you've had, like, that weird ringworm? <laughs> How's, did you like, I thought about it when I got on in this bed. Yeah, it's I, hard not to think about once you're aware that it's a possibility. Yeah, I've been having this problem where I get way too hot at night, so I have to sleep with my pants off. And then I thought about you and your worms. And <laughs> Thank you for putting it that way. Very charitable. Uh, no, I like I said, I don't, I just have a, I bring shorts with me and I sleep with shorts on. That's fancy. It's not fancy. <laughs> These but, are my uh, sleeping shorts. Also, this, I'm in an Airbnb, so, like, I feel like most Airbnbs now are clearly set up to be an Airbnb. Yeah. Like, it's like not actually place. someone's... Yeah, this place is just, these, like... These plants like, are fake as hell. As we talked about, they're trying to sell you uh, fucking thermoses. This right. is not someone's apartment they live in where they're just out for the weekend. Not at all. My Airbnb is. Oh. This is clearly, like, a dude's house. Okay. Uh, I can appreciate that, though. Yeah, like, his, like, loofahs are still in the shower, and uh, his hand lotion is still on his nightstand. No! <laughs> that was uh, the only thing the bedroom was just a bed and then a dude, nightstand and all the nightstand had on it was lotion the lotion oh my lotion. god i stayed in this uh sublet for a whole month in the lower east side and i don't know what the dude was thinking but when he left he's probably thinking like, he wants to moisturize oh my god it wasn't just that it was like a butt plug a vibrator like cock ring a whole basket full of condoms just like and out yeah like next to well be the sex bed. positive linda that's where the stuff belongs i know but like i don't want his personal butt plug how long was this sublet a whole month 
Like so, you would think that he was. So he was that giving up his away. he was giving up his bedroom for a whole month, and he yeah. didn't put away his butt plugs. Right. Like I'm thinking, like yeah. if you're gonna leave for a whole month, like you just kind of tidy up the stuff that might have your butt juice on it. Yeah, also, like you gotta be. I'm all for sex positivity, but not everybody <laughs> wants to think about things that have been inside you. Right. And I don't and want see them, like, them with next their to eyes. My face there's a there's a little bit of yeah. Also, you don't want to have to touch it, move Ew. it. Ugh. So anyway. Gross. Anyway, butt stuff's fine. You should everyone should do it, but also, <laughs> but also be sensitive to people that are renting your your butt zone. Your butt zone. Renting, Get in the butt renting, zone. Renting that are renting your butt's house and have to live in your butt's house. Hey, what's the best thing you've eaten so far? Oh, that chicken po' boy today was extremely that looked good. Delightful. That was that was probably the best thing I've eaten, and just in like the pure decadence of it it tasted the best yeah but the most unique thing i had is i had lunch the other day at a russian restaurant and had this buckwheat crepe with mustard and smoked ham and like a special cheese and some other stuff like some sauerkraut and that was the most memorable meal because it was not a thing i've had before Mm. and it was good and i also make a different kind of breakfast buckwheat crepe and so i was excited i don't think it's a blintz okay but i'm not confident enough to say Mm. I, I just tried to remember the book again, and it hasn't come to me yet. <laughs> the, ba, 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 um, God, it's going to be so annoying when we finally figure it out. Yeah, it's like, it's like the book that everyone, it's like everyone's uh, Everest. Like, I'll read this right. book, I'm so smart. And it's not Dave Eggers, because that's the guy that wrote The Circle. It is David something, or Dave something, I feel. Uh, the best thing I ate today was um, vegan ice cream from Food Fight, and I had... Some fucking chocolate chip cookies that were gluten free. Those were great. They're covered in salt, which is why they were so good. I couldn't even. I wouldn't have guessed they were gluten free. Yeah. And I am. Um, oh my god, the cinnamon roll! Oh, that was the best thing. I'm typically a, a skeptic of gluten free baked goods. Just yeah. that I, you know, I mean, more power to you if you're making it. Like, good for you. But that place did a really good job. Yeah, those were those were indiscernibly gluten free. So yeah, I'm kudos still to them. To remember the name of the book. It's gonna fucking. Really? <clears throat> gotta stop thinking about it. Come I know. Us. I know. I'm gonna Google big. No, stupid no, books. don't, Linda. Do not Google it. Big stupid book. Okay, if it comes up for big stupid book, then you're allowed to do it. College dudes <laughs> read. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If this comes up, then it, 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 you deserve to do it. Uh, Look at the pictures. No. It's all books. It's all yeah. books about Fear, dudes oh, reading books. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas came up, and I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to work. That's not how Google all works. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, yeah. I feel like I've been overly negative about my experience. It was a good... I've, I have had a lot of fun. It's okay. But also... I, I think that, like, when you're here, I always, like, go through these weird transient phases where I'm, like... I'll, I'll just realize I've been kind of, like, out of body for a while. Or, like, for a couple of hours, I've just been, like, not Yeah, in you've been spacing day-to-day. out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's normal. Not in a negative way. But, yeah, where you're just like, huh, oh, okay, I forgot about my life for a minute and my job, and, like, now that I'm thinking about that stuff again, how do I feel about it? Yeah, I just remembered I have to go to work tomorrow. Well, no, not literally tomorrow, because tomorrow I'm flying all day, but that means that tomorrow's not even a day. Right. It's a, it's evaporated into space and time. Uh, but then the next day I have to go right back to work, and I work, like, a whole week. Aww. Which I don't. I don't recharge from these kinds of things. Like, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad I came. Mm-hmm. I loved all the people I met and talked to. But I do not... It was... It was It was draining on me. Yeah. Not, not charging. Yeah. It was draining, but today was a recharge day. Today was good. 
Do you feel recharged after today? After hanging out with Travis just now, yeah, I feel very recharged. Like, I have a few friends that I can recharge with. I think you're yeah. one of them. That's, I'm honored yeah. that you would say that. Yeah. Um, well, I just don't feel like I have to be, like, totally on with you. That's nice. Maybe you don't feel the same way. And that's okay, too. Uh, no, I mean... I'm very... Yeah, no, I don't... For most of my friends, I feel like I'm not on. Yeah. Like, the kind of socializing that I do in my normal life is never with people that I'm not very close with. Because I don't... Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm only hanging out with, like, you know, the six friends or couples that I'm actually really close with. And for them, I don't have to be anything but myself. Right. And that I do find largely recuperative. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the last few days... There, there's definitely a lot of like getting to know people then reconnecting to people and then like feeling like I really enjoy this conversation so why am I clawing to get away from it internally <laughs> what, what are you calling to get away from well I think it's just so different from like day-to-day normal life uh you know and it's I think that the internet and stuff is probably making all of this a little bit worse, where it's harder. Wow, I'm ready for it's your like here's, here's Linda's natural. TED talk. I mean, it's this just... is Linda's TED talk pitch. The internet and stuff is making things worse. The Tell me more. And stuff is... <laughs> just bear with me for a minute. I'm 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 supporting you. I'm here. I'm here for yeah. this. But no, it really does feel like. I mean, I personally um, feel how foreign it feels to be engaging strangers. Uh, where I think that it used to be kind of normal where like every Sunday I'd have to go to church with my parents and talk to people for a couple hours and they're always like conversations I didn't really even want to be a part of most of the time and uh, I don't know I think that I've just gotten worse at having those types of interactions where you're like this is a person that I'm not that isn't in my day-to-day life that I'm getting to know right now and I'm sharing things about myself and being vulnerable uh and like it's nice and it's exciting and then you're also there's like a little part of you that's like when do I get to be alone in my bed again (laughs) yeah you know yeah yeah I I do feel energized by meeting new people like in the moment yeah like I've never like talking to somebody like well I wish I was not doing this I want to get away right now infinite jest the infinite jest there it is okay here's the problem here's why I couldn't come up with it one of my favorite books is a book called the beginning of infinity and I kept sitting here going the beginning of infinity no it's not it the beginning of infinity no it's not it the beginning of infinity no it's not it and I was doing that with inconvenient truth so we were both the infinite jest by by whatever David infinite jestman (laughs) David the jester David something, right? Oh, sorry, I had to cut you off there, but it was just very important that I get the name of the book out. No, you cutting me off is kind of a theme of the show. <laughs> no, it's not. It happens a lot. I, I can, I'm fine with it. Usually you're cutting me off because you saw a dog or someone commented oh, on your butt yeah. or someone drove by on a big motorcycle. You're about to go under a tunnel. Right. Or whatever. Or my attention span has just failed me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody at this conference. <laughs> I was standing around with some, with some new friends mm-hmm. talking about games, as I'm wont to do. And uh, somebody walked out of the restroom with a paper plate, and on the paper plate was a whole burrito. Uh, and as they crossed the threshold of the restroom, they took a big old bite of the burrito. Oh, my God. And they had nothing else with them. No bag, 
yeah. uh, just the paper plate with the burrito on it. And I had so many questions, and I feel like there's no answer that will satisfy me to make that okay. I just, yeah, like, I, I've been in those bathrooms. I don't think that there's a table to leave burritos on. I, I, is there a microwave in, in, the, in your bathroom? <laughs> no. Nope. There's not a microwave in our bathroom. But I'm also thinking of, like, when I worked at Dropbox, there were times where you'd be in the bathroom stall, and, like, you would see somebody Dropping place. boxes. <laughs> Place a plate of food on the ground. No. In the stall. Lyndon, no. Next to them. I am not a germaphobe. Dude. I eat food off the floor. I, like, am not, like, a big, you have to wash your hands, like, six times a day person. I generally am, like, germs are fine unless you have an immune Intern problem. season was weird. But you cannot put a plate of food on the bathroom floor. Yep. That's, and then you'd also that's hear where the, people like tip tap typing away on their laptops. Okay, I did it. So I worked on Google's campus for a little bit, and they explicitly have in their stalls like a place to put your laptop because yeah. they because that's such a common thing. People want to type away meetings. while they're but that is so while weird. they're on the toilet. Like I don't think a, I mean okay. Like I'll be honest, I've brought my computer into my own bathroom because I'm like, in the comfort of your own home, right? In my own in my own house, but I feel like at work that is like uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. Because uh-uh. your no. laptop it's is then going to be taken to other it's surfaces. It's a public bathroom. No. Ugh. That's not okay. Germs. I'm putting my foot down. It is down. Yeah. You want to know some some bullshit? More than anything. I just got Welcome that. to our favorite bit. Linda's, <laughs> Linda's some bullshit. You want to know some bullass some shit bull right ass now? shit. Uh, I'm going to sound really entitled um, and privileged because I am. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope the next thing you say is like actually very hateful and, and disgusting no! and we have to edit it out. No, it's just that, okay, I got this, like, notification from Delta that's like, hey, for tomorrow's flight, you've been upgraded. And I was like, oh, nice. You're flexing a little. So I open up the app, and they upgraded me to Comf Plus Middle Seat. What's that bullshit? Wait. Middle seat? So you are so you didn't even get upgraded to the full, so, like, business class. You got upgraded to, right. like, the seat with, like, two inches of more leg room. But in the middle. So I, yeah, I had the aisle seat, which is what I need because I need to pee a lot. Surely you can get back your aisle seat if you I want. I know. But you I can be de-upgraded. The, I looked at that aeroplane seat map and it was all full. I was so upset. It's a whole thing, Andy. I understand why that's upsetting. It's just, like, the middle seat Talk about another place where I'm afraid of taking up too much space. Oh, Airplanes. I have very broad shoulders. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's hard. Because it's really you, you just have comparatively broad shoulders for your frame. Not broad shoulders in the spectrum of all people. Right. I think for a woman, maybe I have broader shoulders. Yeah. I do feel like I take up too much space. Like, on seats that are designated for whatever average is, I think I'm, like, a little bigger than that. I'm not. Here's the thing. I don't think the seats are designated for whatever an average person is. I think the seats are designated (laughs) for the smallest they can possibly get without people literally saying, I'm not going to fly on this airline because the planes, the seats are too small. Yeah. I think you're right. It's optimized for money, Linda. Money, money, money. Just, like, everything. Um, There's a party tonight. You and I went climbing this morning. Uh, True facts stated. We went bouldering. And my forearms were really sore, and now they feel my, okay. My elbows hurt. Your elbows? Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about this party later? Are you, like, stoked? Or are you, like, I'm, I'm actually feeling dead. good about it. I mean, I'm not going to stay all the way until 11 o'clock or whatever, because yeah. I am jet-lagged. Is your watch, like, very dead? Or is, oh, it's no, on Baltimore it's on time. East Coast time. Okay. So I look at it to remind myself that it's actually 11.45. Actually. Um, and we have, we have a 7 a.m. spin class again tomorrow. Yep. Because I made the mistake of 
you know, we were going to Portland, and I was like, I'm going to get some exercise while I'm there. I know Linda likes to exercise, too. And so I was like, Linda, yep. do you want to exercise together? And then in, like, three minutes, you had sent me, like, six waivers and, like, <laughs> two release forms, and you we signed us up for, like, 20 classes. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing all of that. Cool. But aren't you glad, though? No, I'm glad I did. I'm giving you a hard time. It's but I'm, I'm grateful that you took the lead and made it happen, and I'm glad we did it. Well, and having you here to hold me accountable is great, because I think that when I was, like, 26 or 27, I would definitely do all the working out on a trip. And now, like, I have a habit of... I still have the habit of scheduling it, but then I cancel it the night before, because I'm like, eh, fuck that. I'm going to get another two hours of sleep. Yeah, if this so. party ends up being too fun, you know... I know I said earlier I don't bail on anything, but... Now I'm going to go to spin class tomorrow. You're going to go spin class Because, I mean, I have to get up anyway to get to get ready for the flight. Right. I always also, wake I always wake up early the day I'm flying somewhere because I'm always afraid I'm going to oversleep. Yeah, and this is one of the joys of not drinking, too. Yeah, there's like, lots of joys of not, not drinking. I'm going to wake up all hungover tomorrow. Just hop on that bike. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm such a basic bitch. I just complained about the middle seat and I'm talking about spin class. Who am I? I don't think you're a basic bitch, Linda. <laughs> Thank you. At the very least, you're a very complicated bitch. <laughs> got, a, got a lot of layers. I'm like a bathroom burrito. Like, yeah, you're yeah, you're you're a mysterious. Where did that even come what? from? <laughs> I have so many questions. Where did it come from? But it does look pretty good. It was a pretty good looking burrito. I'm not gonna lie, it looked pretty delicious. Why? So I feel like I'm high, but I'm not. That's mm, a long. Tired. It's been a long weekend. It's been a long weekend. Got we a have steps. um. So we have a couple of sponsors lined up. Actually, we have a special sponsor. That uh, sent in a special amount of money that we'll cover next episode. Ooh. But I'm going to go a little bit out of order because I feel like it's only fitting for us to thank Nathan Gathright, who we met this weekend, Nathan. and who indeed did he give me $4 in cash. And I have to say that as soon as I saw Nathan, I knew he was going to be $4 in cash because he had that look in his eye. Oh. And I immediately just felt guilty. I was like, fuck, I can't believe we asked this man to give us $4 and he's going to do it. And I felt so bad. Nathan, you're very sweet. And Nathan, you're really, great. really, really awesome meeting you. Nathan was our very first sponsor. The first person. I think we put out the episode, you know, now like eight months ago. And we're like, right. hey, if you want to send us $4, sponsor show, you can. And it was like six minutes later and Nathan had been with me $4. And so. I got to say, Nathan, you're, you're partially what made me feel insecure about our show today because you were talking to Andy up so much. And I felt a little bit like Andy's the superhero of this whole thing thank you for sharing that i'm sure nathan will be glad to hear it <laughs> i think i think in nathan's case nathan has followed me from podcast to podcast very graciously yeah. over many years uh there are many listeners out there that are here for you <laughs> and wish i would stop talking <laughs> i'm certain i love you nathan thank you thank you nathan very nice meeting you um what do you want to close on linda um, wait, is, did we have another sponsor? It was, oh, we, said yeah, we do, we do one, one per show week. though. Oh, so okay. we have another I one gotcha. for next week already lined up. I just, I don't want that sponsor to hear the show and be right. like, what I happened to my sponsorship? They're out there. They're listening. They know. They know. They're coming up. All right. What was your question? <laughs> my question? My question was, what's your review of the infinite jest? I'm so delirious. I just remember <laughs> it being a lot. It was like, if a book could be extra, infinite jest is extra. This is our Spaghetti Geddon episode. Spaghetti Geddon? Yeah, it's a famous episode of the McElroy Brothers show where they recorded an episode all in person, which they almost never do, mm. right after they ate a whole bunch of spaghetti. Oh, God. <laughs> that their mother-in-law Why? made for them. Why? And they were all full of spaghetti and spaghetti drunk, and it was uh, a notoriously hilarious episode. Yeah, I'm very brain dead. Like, I played an improv game earlier, and, like, my reaction times were just about 80 seconds. This could be our Spaghetti Geddon, or it could be our, uh, our house trotter. 
which was a similar episode recorded of Roderick on the Line, where Roderick was in San Francisco. Anyway, I love podcasts. I listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) And we're losing our minds. I can't even remember. We were talking about this karaoke going on, and I couldn't... I'm so bad at song titles. People were telling me the songs they were going to do, and I was like, I've never heard of that song. And then they started singing. I was like, of course I know that song. It's a very obvious song. Uh, But I know the specific episode titles of multiple podcasts from years ago where they recorded a live episode, because my brain just remembers the wrong things that are not useful. Now we're opposites. Thanks, brain. I like that you have a rose gold iPhone. Yeah, I um. One thing I do is I try and get the what I perceive to be the stereotypically girly option of everything mm-hmm. that I get. Um, partially as a small, a small uh, protest. That's that's. Cool. And also partially because I I like it. I like to, I like to be pretty. I also have a friend who likes to buy the old square iPhone fours. and the only ones that he can find anymore on eBay are like the rose gold ones. Like as their actual phone they use yeah so if they're like iphone 4 dies they buy another iphone 4 yep That's i have a good some phone. i have some security concerns about their data but <laughs> other than that i respect oh yeah when i was I on that starbucks it. wi-fi yesterday i thought of you i was like andy would slap me on the wrist right now you're welcome to get your data stolen it's fine really it's care. your data you can do what you want with it so okay. awkward it's kind of awkward to close a live episode when we're just going to go hang out together all night i know well um, we're going to go hang out tonight and goodbye you're invited well nathan's invited Except he's nathan. there <laughs> to be there and we'll probably see you in like five minutes we'll see you shortly nathan <laughs> all right this has been earth to linda she's linda i'm earth bye-bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>